0: Well, that's it. 2021 season is over. Vikings are 8-9. and nine. They'll draft 12th. We'll do a mock draft today. And uh, pick up all the pieces from the end of the Mike Zimmer era here on the Locked On Vikings podcast. Ooh-wee! You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Vikings your first listen of the day. Today on the show, of course, we'll talk a little bit about the Bears game and some of the stuff we can kind of glean from that. Obviously, there's not much. It's a meaningless game. A lot of players who played in it are not even slated to be Vikings in 2022 next time they play. So who cares, right? Uh, But obviously the big thing, this is probably happening. So I'm recording this late on Sunday night. Um, there has been, as of this recording, no announcement or anything like that, although it's been reported that the Vikings plan to move on from Mike Zimmer by, I mean, Pellicero and, and Rappaport have, uh, corroborated this. Jason Lafayette 4 has been all over it. Uh, All the, it's going to happen. It's, they're going to move on. I don't know if the official announcement is going to come on Black Monday today. Happy Black Monday. Um, I don't know if it's going to be like a parted ways or like an amicable. They've decided to leave or if it's going to be like relieved of duties or whatever. It doesn't matter, really, except for like, do they buy out the contract or whatever? Um, You don't have to worry about any of that. The point is Mike Zimmer won't be the head coach in 2022. So the Vikings will be in a head coach search. They are also likely to be in a GM search. We're probably going to find you might know I don't yet. So we're probably going to find out on Monday what happens with Rick Spielman. But they'll probably be searching for somebody else to do that job as well. And Spielman will get some fake promotion with some fancy title and a nice, cushy job um, and kind of take have a lot of the power stripped away from him to be the final say on draft picks or whatever. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Now, we're going to be talking about this all week here on the Lockdown Vikings podcast. And in case you didn't know, we are a daily podcast year damn round. That means all off season, we're going to be talking about cap, free agency stuff. We're going to be talking about the draft. We're going to do a show every single weekday, even in the summer when there is absolutely nothing going on. I got all kinds of cool plans for how to use that time as well. So hope you guys are all willing to stick with me through that. And uh, we can all get very, very excited about the Vikings and talk ourselves into another season. It's the ritual and it's our rite of passage to do it. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Mike Zimmer out. Rick Spielman, kind of out, probably, maybe. I have no idea what's going to happen with that, but we, you probably know by the time you're listening to this. Um, and the Vikings are 8-9 and nine out of the playoffs, and they will draft 12th. Speaking of that 12th pick, we are going to do a mock draft for it at the end of the show. Uh, we are going to do mock draft Monday, one of the off-season things, all the way up from this Monday until... The Monday before the draft, we are going to do a mock draft every Monday. We'll start with just like one round mock drafts. We'll just see what, we, what would you do in the first round. But we'll start to get to know some of the names that way. And come draft season, we'll be doing full in-depth seven round uh, mocks that take up the entire show, which are always really fun. Those are some of my favorite episodes, especially around that time of year. So all of that aside... Let's quick talk about the Mike Zimmer thing. Um, So, I I mean, look, it's probably going to be like the topic du jour on tomorrow's Twitter Tuesday. So um, get your questions in, by the way. So we can talk about it plenty then too. Um, But yeah, this is how it goes out. Um, The, Mike Zimmer era is over another eight, nine season. A few interesting things. Never had a season with double digit losses. That's interesting. I mean, it's not the highest bar, right? You just had to be better than six and 10 every year. But for eight years, that's a pretty consistent stretch of never being awful. Um, obviously, that you know doesn't really get you very far, right? I think there's something respectable to that. I think there's something respectful, uh, respectable about going out with dignity and beating up a Bears team that sucks and not losing to them. I, it's, I know it's not great for draft. We'll talk about the Bears game in a second and kind of the record stuff and Willickis had a breakout game. We'll talk about all that. But I don't know. There's something, there's a dignity to it. And I talked about this on Friday too. There is, I mean, Zimmer has no loyalty to the next guy, right? He's He doesn't care about setting up the next GM with a, a, a draft position up, what, like three spots, I think it would have been? They would have been ninth if they had won, uh, lost the game and now they're 12th. So like, he doesn't have any obligation. Why would he bother, right? Instead, go out with your head held high. And he talked a lot about that over the week. The whole week felt like a bit of a farewell from from Mike Zimmer and all of the different appearances that he did. And I think the one thing that he said that stood out to me was, look, I stood my ground, I did everything that I could, I gave it my all, and I'm proud of what I did. I can walk out of here with my head held high. And I respect that, you know? I I think we've gotten very wrapped up in the perfectly objective game theory theory Kind of. And I'm guilty of this, too. For the first couple of years of this podcast, it's like all I talked about. So, uh, yeah, I definitely understand why that's like people want like, no, you should do the thing that is uh, objectively gets the most blah. I'm not going to sit here and tell you winning this meaningless game is like secretly actually affords value to the Vikings. It doesn't. But I respect it anyways, because ultimately they're people and they're people that want to walk out with a little bit of dignity intact. And I think I don't know bending over and losing to an Andy Dalton-led squad at home as your like last act as a Viking would just suck. It wouldn't be objectively worse to get a couple extra draft picks. It would be good for the fans. Maybe they could have gotten Justin the, uh, Justin Jefferson the record, but instead they won 31-17, and they swept the Bears for the first time since 2017. And that feels good, and it brings me joy, and that's all I want. You know, I I don't think this is going to be the difference between the franchise and not. And honestly, if those three spots are the difference between saving your franchise and not saving your franchise, then I don't know, trade up like if it's that important to you. And again, I'm not going to like tell anybody that there secretly is some hidden value in winning the game. No, it's just about dignity. And I can at least respect that, even if we all can acknowledge that, yeah, they shouldn't have won or whatever they but nobody's going to tank the game. It's just not how it works in the NFL. Um, I want to talk more in detail about the game. There are a couple things that are like interesting that we can like pull out from it. So I do want to talk about that stuff. But first, let me talk to you about the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It is Built Bar. It's the new year. And that means it's all time for us to try to be good. And that means when you wake up in the middle of the night or if it's just late and you want a tasty treat, reach for a Built Bar instead. Built Bar tastes like a candy bar. You got like 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, four grams of sugar, though, four net carbs. Like it ain't that bad for you. And it tastes absolutely delicious. You think you're going to have like a chocolate craving? You're going to crave this. You're going to crave a Built Bar. Comes in a whole bunch of absolutely delicious flavors. It doesn't taste oatmeal, sadness, and molding wax like some protein bars out there. It's absolutely great. You have all sorts of great flavors. Salted caramel, if you're into that. Mint brownie, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream. Just double chocolate, like good standard stuff if you're into that too. So head on over to built.com, Use promo code LOCKED15, one to get 15% off of your order that's promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com now we talk a good bit about grambling here on this podcast and i would like to thank onlinegambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast if you don't know already online gambling.com is a website dedicated to giving gamblers the edge without throughout the whole playoffs they're going to be providing you with the best nfl tips news and more make sure your grambles are as informed as ever they have the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day, and they can inspire every grambler in the world to beat the odds. Don't make emotional decisions with your hard-earned dollars. Make informed decisions with information sourced by experts. Be smart about all this. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com NFL for the latest grambling news and tips to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, that's OnlineGambling.com NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. Once again, thank you so much for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen of the day. Um, let's real quick talk about some of the stuff that happened in this Bears game. We're not going to go over it and watch all the tape and do all this stuff like a game that was has meaning. Nobody wants that. Uh, let me know if you want that. I'm happy to, but I don't think anybody wants that. Um, so... But let's quick talk about a couple of things. A, I think the biggest thing that people wanted to discuss there was Justin Jefferson and the record. So Justin Jefferson was, I think, 120 some yards away from the single season receiving record for the franchise, the Viking single season record. The best season ever by a Viking was one of the Randy Moss seasons with 1600 something. And Justin Jefferson ended up really, really close to it. He was 17 yards away from it. And uh there was hilarious, it was a touchdown throw. Kirk Cousins had both Justin Jefferson and uh KJ Osborne wide open. The Bears busted the coverage or something. The Bears totally unraveled in this game, by the way. Um, and KJ Osborne gets the touchdown throw. Justin Jefferson was wide open. Akib Talib was beside himself that Cousins went for Osborne over Jefferson. Personally, I mean, whatever, right? He's just he's fine in the open guy. He hits it. It's a touchdown. Hard to complain about it. Um, but Justin Jefferson ended up would he would not get any more catches on the day. He got one other target and he dropped it um, and then he wouldn't get any more. The Vikings even got the ball with a chance and they had they were up two scores with like a minute to go like they could have totally like tried to throw a couple of passes, to see if they couldn't get Justin Jefferson the record, but they didn't. They ran the ball. They knelt it out. Um, and then when asked after the game, Zimmer was like, eh, we just wanted to win the game. We don't really care about records. And Jefferson clearly wanted it. Apparently, he was on the sideline telling people how much he wanted it and how much he wanted the ball so we can get the record and stuff like that like that, but he didn't get it, uh, which is a bummer. That would have been neat people are very mad about it and it's like whatever the guy who made the decision is going to be fired in like 16 hours so like it's hard to like really care that much um, and hey he's going to have a few more seasons as a Viking at least uh, he's at least under contract for a couple more years and a fifth year option and then hopefully they can get an extension done goodness on the guy which we're actually getting close to that season I think next offseason we start to talk about it so uh, yeah that, that, he'll have more chances to break that record but it sucks that he was that close still second greatest season for, by a Viking receiver ever so that's something i think just enjoy for a second like forget that he didn't break the record that that, we saw randy moss season yards wise and even with the extra game it was still like belonged among randy moss seasons that's insane Go, Justin Jefferson. So the game on a whole, on the whole, was more. I mean, the first half was really, really bad. The Vikings scored three points in the first half for the third game in a row. That really sucks. Even though one of those games was a Sean Mannion one, they weren't all Sean Mannion ones, and they weren't exactly against like barn burner defenses either. So it's like really, really concerning. But again, all the responsible parties are going to be ousted. Um, and and if you like a hundred percent blame Kirk Cousins, there's a decent chance he's gone too. If somebody trades him or whatever, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't blame him a hundred percent, of course, but. I mean, yeah, it's it's obviously the changes that you want are going to come. There's going to be a whole overhaul here. Um, So it's hard to be too mad about it, but it did suck. I mean, it was a a lot of the same stuff, a lot of weird play calls that I didn't think made sense, a lot of weird uh, quarterback reads that I didn't think made sense. The run game was totally anemic. They were getting killed at the front of the line. The offensive line, might have had its worst day of the season, Um, at least in the first half. It might have had its worst half of the season, which is, of course, saying a lot. Um, And then the second half, things kind of exploded. Kirk Cousins found his magic. There were three touchdowns. There was a pick six by Patrick Peterson, which rocked. The Bears totally unraveled, and it was pretty good. Um, And the Vikings won the game. And again, I said it before the game, and I say it after the game. I am happy to hand a loss to the Bears. I don't care if it means nothing. I don't care if these two teams get together in a game in April with absolutely nothing on the line for charity. I want to kick the crap out of the Bears. I want them to feel bad. I want them to go back on the bus and feel like crap. I want Matt Nagy to leave Chicago on a loss, on a crappy note, and I want that sour taste to be in his mouth for the rest of his career so he can never get it out. That is how much I dislike the Bears, and I want them to suffer. And now they are, and that makes me happy. But there there are a couple things I guess I would want to talk about. I want to look at it closer. But I think Ezra Cleveland was dealing in this game. I think he had a really good... He had a, a really tough first half and then... Or I think the whole line had a really tough first half. I don't know how much of that was on Cleveland or Bradbury or Udo or the tackles or whatever. But I kept noticing him doing a lot of really cool stuff uh, in the second half when the offense really pulled it together. And I think on the whole, we've kind of that's what we've seen from uh, Ezra Cleveland. That he's had some ups and downs he's had he's had an inconsistent season but we've seen highs from him and you know and and those highs are a good whole game not oh he had like this one great play and then the rest of the game is no he's had like consistent streaks of a high and then he also has too many lows still but i like the development that we're seeing from him as a as a guard and i think that there's a genuine future for him at the position and that's really nice um uh, defensively a dj want is an embarrassment please get him off of my team um but conversely was this the Kenny Willikus breakout game? What did he get? Like two and a half sacks? He was all over the place. He um, was killing them, especially in the second half. As the Bears began to unravel, a lot of that unraveling was Kenny Willickis just beating the guy in front of him and getting into the backfield. And it's really, really great to see that. It was a good day on the whole from like the whole 2020 draft class. We got Justin Jefferson sniffing records. Cleveland had a good day. I thought there were a couple of good plays from James Lynch, Kenny Willickis. It was a good day for the 2020 draft class. And hey, we need that. You know, whoever takes over as GM. If they got a core of a bunch of young players that at the very least can be rotational players, that's a nice foundation that can help you point you in a direction. Or at least if you are pointed in a direction, it's always nice to have something to start off of. So um, speaking of all of that, mock draft season, are you excited? I'm excited. We're going to get into it. We're just going to do the first round for now. We'll take it easy to start. But this is going to be my way of kind of getting to know some of the prospects. I have not looked into it at all. So I'm going in perfectly blind, which makes it a fun challenge in and of itself. Uh, Before we get into that, though, first, let me tell you about my favorite new app it's called get upside and it helps you save money at the pump at the gas pump when you fill up that money can add up and you can save up to 25 cents a gallon with the get upside app add all that up over like a month That's like two three hundred bucks if you drive a lot it's like real money and there's no catch here it's all just cash back when you fill up at the pump and then you can uh, withdraw it as just a direct deposit or you can do an amazon or a google play gift card if you prefer that um and there's there's no catch that's it you just download the app it's a free app it tells you which gas stations are participating, and then you go fill up at one of those, take a picture of your receipt, upload it, and it takes like a day or two to process, and then the money's just like in your account. You can take it out whenever you want. It is awesome. It feels like a life hack. It totally feels like cheating, but it's not get the GetUpside app. If you haven't gotten it by now, I don't know what you're doing, man. Enter promo code TOUCHDOWN when you sign up, by the way, and you get 50 cents off a gallon at on your first fill up at the pump just for g- going to the GetUpside app using promo code TOUCHDOWN. It's legit. It rocks. If you're not doing it by now, you're doing yourself a disservice. Go to the App Store, Google Play Store, get the GetUpside app for free. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon off at the pump in cash back that you can deposit whenever and however you want. Seriously. So, are we ready for a little bit of mock draft action? I am very excited for this. Mock draft se- Mondays are are so much fun and we're going to be doing this for months. Every Monday, we're going to do a mock draft. We're going to start with one round here and I'm not going to do any trades quite yet, um, even though the I'm using the Pro Football Network Simulator. And here's my rule. With Mock Draft Monday... Um, until I will do one reset when I start doing the seven round mocks. But until then, until basically after free agency, if I pick a player in a mock draft, I cannot pick them in another mock draft. It limits me and it makes the mock drafts a little silly, but it really, I'm using this as an excuse to talk about prospects, not necessarily an excuse to show you this is what I think the draft should be. It's not a very useful prediction anyways. So uh, instead, I'll use it as a way to talk. I I don't want to just talk about the same guy over and over and over again that's not fun so instead whoever i pick right now will i won't be able to pick until i do a reset probably around the time of like free agency so let's take a look here there's only one quarterback off of the board that's matt coral um i will take a screenshot and put it up by the way if you're on youtube i'll take a screenshot of this so that you can browse it yourself um, Matt Coral went to the Falcons at eight, all the other quarterbacks. So Kenny Pickett, uh, Carson Strong, I know people are really big on him. Malik Willis, people are big on him. Sam Howell, all these guys are on, uh, are, are on the board right now. I don't think I'm going to go quarterback this time. I will probably another time. And I certainly support going quarterback in general, but I think I'm going to go a different direction this time. Um, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are the two guys that are really exciting Um, That Chris Olave pick, I I know him. (laughs) He is quite a guy. There's also an LSU cornerback, which is always a pretty good idea. Um, Tyler Lindenbaum is another name that a lot of people have been saying to me a lot. And David uh, Ojabo, I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. The edge out of Michigan is a really interesting one. I think I'm going to go responsible here. And that means I'm going to take a cornerback. You can never have too many cornerbacks. I'm going to go with Derek Stingley, who is one of the top corners in the draft. He's going to be in this particular simulation. He'd be the third cornerback off of the board. And again, you can never have too many cornerbacks. I don't know what's going to happen with Patrick Peterson. Obviously, we will by the time there's this uh, decision has been made. So scouting him again, I'm learning about this guy's stuff for the first time. So if you have been scouting this guy a whole bunch more than me, please correct me if I'm wrong. Let's start a little dialogue. Um, but it seems like he's got a good prototypical build for the position. It seems like he's sticky enough in man coverage. It seems like he's got the click and close and stuff and all that down. Um, It's hard because I don't even know who the coach is. I don't even know what scheme I'm drafting for right now. So I I am kind of picking more of an all-around type guy. I guess he's a little handsy and stuff. It also seems like because of the way his last couple years went down with the pandemic and then he got injured and stuff, it seems like there's a little bit of uncertainty to him and there's a little bit of like, hey, we watched him be pretty good at this like a couple of years ago but is he still that guy and that's definitely something to look at if he's off of your if he's not in play for you at 12 because of that i super understand um but i think right now where we're at it makes sense for me to go with somebody if i had to make this decision now before i knew any of that stuff i would probably make the decision of a more all-around guy really difficult to see a world where the Vikings have a guy like Derek Stingley, and he's like not a scheme fit because I don't know what scheme he wouldn't fit. You know what I mean? So that's the first guy I guess off the board for me. So now I can't take Derek Stingley Jr. and anything else, which seems like it might be difficult because he's kind of the only corner. He might be the only cornerback a lot of the time, so we might end up going with you know other wide receivers. We'll probably talk about all the quarterbacks at some point, Um but. I don't think it's ever a bad idea to go corner. You could have five good corners and a sixth one still matters because I mean, you need to have three of these guys on the field at the same time. That depth kind of gets chewed up pretty quickly. So you can never have too many cornerbacks. I firmly believe that. Um, And I think just going with an all around player at one of the most important positions in the entire game, hard to go wrong with that. Tomorrow's Twitter Tuesday, so send me your questions. Um, you can send them to me at LukeBrownNFL NFL or at LockedOnVikings Vikings on Twitter. You can send an email to the on Vikings podcast at gmail.com account. Um, there's also a Google form in the show notes if you prefer doing that. I'm sure a lot of the questions will be about Mike Zimmer. I'm ready for that. I'm excited to have that conversation. So ask me what you want to ask me. Ask me about new coaches, why did Zimmer get fired? All that stuff. Um, yeah, let's let's have a little let's have a little back and forth and we'll have a talk. I'm excited for that. In the meantime, hey, check out the Locked On Bets podcast. They'll help you get your Grambles straight. Handicapping expert Lee. Sterling and your boy Q. They're on a heat. They get on these heaters sometimes and you don't want to miss them. So check that out. I'll see you all tomorrow. And as always, Skull.